Welcome back and thank you for joining me. My name is Ernie Harwell, all-star catcher for the Maui Makos and once a state college steed. Stay tuned for today's episode of PBE Motown. Alright, in today's episode we look at season 28, week 4 matchups. We have New Orleans at Nashville, Vancouver visits New York, Seattle at Indy, Cancun at Sarasota, Boise and Detroit, Buffalo visits Danny DeVito Stadium, Outer Banks at Sunset, and San Antonio visits, visits Providence. Afterwards, we get into some stock money tips and breaking down some numbers that way. I hope you enjoy. Alright, our first matchup, week 28, week 4, season 28, week 4 prime time, is the August 8th matchup between New Orleans and Nashville. This one turned out to be a pullout, a typical 12 inning pullout, that is. Uh, we had the all tied at the tenth, top of the 10th. New Orleans scored a run. Bottom of the 10th, Nashville scored a run. It was two more innings before any other action. And in the 12th inning, top of the 12th, New Orleans scores five runs. Nashville could not follow up. In the end, Nashville wins. Ruggeroo's top stars in extra innings, 8-3, led by Gustav Beauregard, the New Orleans Ruggeroo's defeated the Nashville Stars 8-3. Beauregard went 2-5 for five with two diggers and walked. He drove in four runs and scored twice for the Ruggeroo's first place. Ernie Harwell here, all-star catcher for the Maui Makos. Just to remind you that the $5 footlong orchard chicken salad sub is back. Packed with juicy chicken, sweet apples, tart cranberries, and crunchy, delicious celery. It's a bushel of flavor. 
on freshly baked bread. Here for a limited time. Subway, eat fresh. All right, in our third matchup of week four prime time, we had Seattle at Indianapolis at the Brickyard. It was a, a beautiful 85 degree day with the wind blowing from center field. Uh, 36,000 people in attendance for this one where uh, they got to see their Indianapolis Apex defeat the Seattle Sea Serpents. In this contest, Dion is now 14-2 and two after subduing the Sea Serpents. Indianapolis rode a fine outing from starter Michael Dion to victory over the Seattle Sea Serpents at the Brickyard. The final score was 6 nothing. Indianapolis improved to 54-27 and 27 with the win. Their lead, they lead the division by three and a half games. Dion allowed no runs over seven innings. innings. He also racked up nine strikeouts. <clears throat> uh, any other highlights? Not many for Seattle. Pretty sparse. Four for 31 as a team hitting uh, Indianapolis. Let's see. We got uh, Jody Quinn went two for four with two runs. He's had a good year. Uh, Parmalee. Slice two for both two for four uh, in the in the outing. They all contributed. Indianapolis just peppered Seattle all all game with one, you know, scoring in four different innings to get their six nothing win. In our fourth matchup of Cancun versus was in Sarasota. They were at the ace. Uh, the Sarasota Superdome for the 705 uh, tip-off. Sorry, uh, 11,700 people in attendance. Uh, Toros deal Supernova is a 4-2 defeat. Toros designated hitter Ace Carter put his stamp on the team's 4-2 win over the Sar- Sarasota Supernovas. Carter belted two home runs while adding three RBI and scoring twice for Cancun in the contest. Viagetti earned the win for Cancun. He lasted th- six and a third, allowing two runs on five hits while striking out 10. Nice outing. With the win, he raised his record to six and 10. Kiwi Mace earned his seventh saves, save in seven chances. Carter had a key at bat for Cancun early in the game with a runner on first. He hit a two run home run. It was his 19th dinger of the season and gave Cancun an early 2-0 lead. Uh, Super, Supernova has responded in the second with uh, two runs, but that was all they could muster. Uh, Cancun pulled away with a run in the fifth and a run in the sixth, ultimately to win 4-2. to two. Uh, Not a lot of offense in this game. Cook for Sarasota went 3-4. for four. The rest of the bats were fairly silent. Hi, everybody. It's all-star catcher, Ernie Harwell. Ladies, can't get those corns into those new pairs of shoes? Introducing Corn Buster. You apply the cream over your bunion, and within minutes, the deep, penetrating solution forms a crust. With one simple wipe, you'll be able to get your foot into those high heels, girl. In our fourth matchup, of Boise 
visiting Demon's Lair at Laser Park in Detroit. Uh, Bland Stars. Bland Stars in an 8 to 2 win over Boise. The Boise Raptors stopped the Detroit Demons 8 to 2 at the Demon's Lair at Laser Park. The Raptors got a big game from Toot Bland, who was 3 for 5 with a home run and a double. He scored two times and drove in five. Chank Daly got the win, improving to 10 and 2. He worked seven innings, allowing, giving up two runs on one hit, while striking out seven and walking two. Detroit has now lost four straight. They have sunk to a 53 and 34 record. With Boise leading 2-0 in the top of the second, Bland hit a sinker off Dink Dirk Diglett for a three-run home run. It was his 24th home run of the season and put Raptors ahead 5-0. Uh, Detroit could only muster a few runs in the seventh. Uh, Boise jumped out early, scoring two in the first, three in the second, two in the third, one in the fourth to have be up 8-0 before Detroit responded in the seventh. In our sixth matchup of week four primetime, Buffalo headed to Death Valley. In this matchup, at the Danny DeVito Dome, which had its roof closed and had over 45,000 fans. The Scorpions toppled the surge with a late rally. Death Valley Scorpions topped the Buffalo surge 6-5. to five in Champions Conference action at the Denny DeVito Dome. The standout performance belonged to Death Valley pitcher and Plano, Texas native Stephanie Morgan. The win elevated the Scorpions, Scorpions to 46-42. and 42. The game was decided with one out in the bottom of the ninth, with Death Valley trailing 5-4. Jay Doctor hit a slider off Ro- Ro- Roxas to right center for a two-run triple just like that, the Scorpions had a walk-off win. Uh, scoring was even going into the uh, the eighth. Uh, we had Death Valley scored, then Buffalo, and then Death Valley. Death Valley went ahead, and then Buffalo pulled ahead. This game had a lot of action. Some of the Notable performers, Jay Doctor had two RBIs. Uh, Lane had three RBIs for Buffalo. Ramirez was three for four. Just an evenly fought game. Um, Havoc went five, allowed three runs. Ginsburg went two, allowed another run. And then Roxas went one and a third and allowed two runs the deciding two runs of the game. In our seventh matchup, Outer Banks headed to Sunset Stadium to take on the Maui Makos. On Monday, August 22nd, 2044, the Aviators win 6-4 at Maui. The Outer Bank Aviators picked up a win at Sunset Stadium, knocking off Maui Makos 6-4. Starting pitcher Bob Beaumont played a key role in the triumph. Beaumont went six innings to notch the win. 
He scattered five hits, walked three, and struck out seven. His record improves to 11-7. and seven. Hunter Sky picked up the save, his ninth. Taylor Swift, the 27-year-old center fielder, had a decent impact on the outcome. Swift contributed a run-scoring single in the top of the fifth inning to put Outer Banks up one to nothing. Uh, Aviators, uh, Outer Bank Aviators, they scored in the fifth and the sixth to go up five nothing. Maui answered with two, and then another in the seventh to make it five to three, and then Outer Banks just kept pace in the ninth to finish six and four. Some highlights of the game. Outer Banks, Drakberg, two for four. All the other bats were fairly silent. They left seven men on. Maui had much more hitting, leaving 18 men on base. Uh, They had Stein with one for three with a run and an RBI. Two walks. Harwell went two for three with a walk, an RBI, and a strikeout. Ketchup went two for four. Uh, really looked like they left a win on the table there, leaving so many men on base. I mean, 18 men on base, that's two an inning. Wow. We've got to do better at that. On Wednesday, September 7th, we had our eighth matchup. San Antonio were at the Providence Crabs visiting at the Pot. In this matchup, over 45,000 people were in attendance watching the Sloths drop the Crabs 6-2. San Antonio turned a good effort from starter King George III into a win over the Providence Crabs at the Pot. The final score was 6-2. The first place loss at 62 and 40 now lead the division by six and a half games. Chris Jimenez dumped the Crabs a blow in the top of the first, batting with runners on second and third. San Antonio leading 4-0. Jimenez, who is a two-time All-Star, hit a full count fastball for a two-run single. In this matchup, Sloss did jump out to five runs in the first. That's all they would need to win 6-2. Any notable performances? Mata went two for four with two RBIs. Jimenez went three for five with two RBIs. Sandwiches went one for three with two RBIs. Those three people were players were responsible for all the runs. Uh, Lemon scored uh, two RBIs for Lemon on the Providence side, and that's all they could muster. For the pitching, King George was strong. Evans went six and two-thirds, but let up six runs, raising his ERA to 4.99. G. Crab pitched two scoreless innings, lowering his ERA to 2.88. Takabana pitched a third scoreless inning, lowering his ERA to 3.8. King George went eight and two-thirds, allowing two runs, lowering his ERA to 4.4. And Davies went one-third of an inning, has a 5-10 ERA on the season.
Hi, this is all-star catcher Ernie Harwell. Whoever said that a smell could bring you back a flood of memories was certainly right. Whenever I use pine saw in my home, I'm brought back to visiting my grandmother as a little girl. She always kept her house smelling fresh. I have pine saw to thank for that. All right, welcome back. Uh, for this next segment, I am want to walk down memory lane. I am going to revisit going into the minor league history. I uh, want to, I think the best way is through, I'm going to go to my old team, the State College Steeds. I'm going to go to the Makos and find my player. From there, I'll click on my minor league stats. I want to go back to 2039, 2040. Okay, now I'm on the State College Steeds 2040, which is about a year ago, <clears throat> almost. Uh, okay, uh, from this team, I want to take a look at some of the people I remember and see where they're at now. Uh, first of all, we had uh, Jimmy Smith, center fielder, had a 4.6 war. That's real nice, Jimmy. Jimmy, what'd you do with that? You took your talents to Nashville, where he is uh, doing not so bad. Nashville had a nice season. He's in his fourth season at Nashville. Um, from a 4.6 war, he started at negative 1.8 his first year in Nashville. So you rookies uh, understand that progress is slow, but it does come. So he's gone from season 41 to 44. He's raised his war every season from point negative 0.8 to point three, negative three to negative 0.3 to net to three point three and 1.6. Let me say that again. He's basically raised it from negative 1.8 slowly to positive 1.6. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Smith was uh, kind of an everything guy. He had a 11 home runs. He had 63 stolen bases. Uh, he had about a two to one walk to strikeout ratio. He batted 300. He slugged 400 had an OPS of 760. Uh, 110 runs created. Let's take a look uh, at his kind of look. First of all, his uh, let's see. First, a stat that pops out is his stolen bases. He had 63 in his last season. And his first, his, his last season with the uh, Steeds, with us in the majors, um, where's his stolen bases? He had 19 and a 95% ratio, so he's going to be a base dealer moving forward. Uh, secondly, he his betting average when he left was 301. Uh, most recently was 261, so he's getting it up there. Uh, his batting average has risen uh, from 205 up to 261. Again, he is a very consistent uh, gainer. My guy personally, Ernie, has been up and down the last two or three years. Don't know why. I mean, maybe it's me. 
Uh, see, finally, his WRC, his weighted runs created was 110. Not bad. As a young player, he is just at 100. So he just became an average offensive player. I expect him to take off from there. Uh, our next big player from this team was Eagle Eyes. Finished that season with a 2.2 war. Let me go back and go to the last season. These guys were there. Eagle Eyes finished that season with 1.8 war. Again, up and down. Something to consider if you're a young player. All right. Uh, Eagle Eyes was our left fielder. I want to say there's quite a bit of competition for that left field position in the majors. Lots of good players. So his last season with State College, he was largely, let me see. Oh, um, I want to see where he batted in the order without losing too much. He batted 290 with uh, slugging 370. OPS of 758, weighted runs created of 115, and a war of 1.8. Uh, he had uh, a couple of ribbies, no stolen bases, though. He had a one-to-one walk-to-strikeout ratio, 67 walks to 64 strikeouts. That's going to help a lot. His uh, on-base percentage was almost 400. Let's take a look. In his major league performance, where his walk to strikeout ratio is, is it close to even being one to one? He is in his third season with Indy, which has a great offense. His walks in his most recent season, 53 to 64. So he's getting it up there. He's getting his walks to strikeout about equal. <clears throat> and his name's Eagle Eye. So I imagine his. His eye is right now is at 90, overall is 90 uh, grade eyes. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, our next player, maybe one of the guy I keep in contact the most with, I'm going to take a look at Jody Quinn. Jody Quinn is a player from Los Angeles. Uh, well-known popularity. National popularity well-known. Hmm. Go, Jody. Jody is a high-contact player with uh, quite a bit of pop, and he is uh, a 71 avoid K, so he's got his players set up here in his last season with the steeds jody had a war of 3.7 that's pretty good he uh batted 299 had 26 home runs 77 ribbies he had a almost a one to three walk to strikeout rate. So his he he struck out a little bit. A lot of those big hitters do. In OPS of 
over 800. Wow. His weighted runs created was 124. So we're talking about a player with some pop. Take a look at his current situation. Please report to the main office. Natalie please report to the main office. Current situation. He's on Indy. That's an offensive team. Uh, he's batting. His latest season, he batted 241. He had 280 last season. So his, his average has dropped. Uh, his walks are still a little over one to three. 31 walks to 113 strikeouts. Uh, he ran into 118 uh, home runs, not 118. That would be a record. Uh, and quite a few ribbies, 63 ribbies, which isn't bad. Uh, his weighted runs created was 1.1 1 .1, or 101, and his WAR was 1.4. So he has uh, a nice career ahead of him. Uh, another player, first baseman, Jimmy Blamo. Jimmy was our first baseman, uh, now playing for the Detroit Demons. He's from Hoboken, New Jersey. He had a 3.3 war. He had one of the highest weighted runs created on the team at 130. An OPS of 839, a slugging of 468, and a batting edge of 290. Uh, he did not have any stolen bases. Uh, 23 home runs, 20, 67 RBIs. His walks or strikeouts were almost one, maybe one to one and a half, 55 to 76 strikeouts, 55 walks. So he had pretty good patience at the plate. Let's see where he's at now. He's got decent walks, decent average, good OPS. Now he's in the deem on the demons. This is his second season. Uh, he had a negative 1.5 WAR this year, averaging 188. His OPS is down to 592. His weighted runs created is 61. So he is struggling right now with with Detroit but again I find so many I find the majors just so tough I, I thought I I slowly progressed in the minors and then the majors came and uh, just got wrecked sometimes my last this season's better than last year but last year was worse than the year before for me all right let's take a look any other friends i had here uh really it was a great team beaver does a nice job with the state college deeds if you're going to get drafted he was so helpful sharing with me any question i had he always got back to me was always quick to answer <clears throat> uh let's see uh, will love he's a big player now uh, he was on that State College Deed team. Will batted 290, had a slugging of 440, OPS 786, so weighted runs of 113. Uh, Will only had, oh, he had 16 home runs, one triple. Uh, his walk to strikeout was about 1 to 2, 37 to 67 walks to strikeout. So he had a 1.3 war in. 2044. Will hails from Philadelphia, city of love. 
uh, he's a six foot six foot four first baseman, he's a big guy. Uh, so he played another season with State College after we left. He got his numbers way up, batted 318, 506 slugging, 892 OPS, and a 3.9 war. So he was a beast the year after I left. Uh, what has he translated that into? So this is a very his first season with Providence, he batted 302. Had a slugging of 444, an OPS of 805. What a way to start your career. Holy cow. Uh, next, the following year, there's going to be a little bit of drop off when you're that good. I guess it's inevitable. Uh, he had a war of 0.9, so he dropped about 0.4. Uh, his slugging dropped. Everything dropped. OPS is OPS plus. His weighted run created went from 122 down to 99, which is average. Uh, so Will has had a little bit of a step back there at first base, but he is one of the top first basemen in his league. All right. Uh, I think that'll do it. We had a couple pitchers. I don't remember my issue with uh, my issue at the time is I did not understand the importance of the discord. So if you are a, a new player, please investigate the discord, please for your own good, understand it's used for being creative and listening to uh, teammates talking, getting uh, other people involved, but it's a great way to communicate with your GMs ask, asking questions. I did not know its importance. And on my next way around, I'll see if I can uh, start even better with uh, my player knowing I have access to experts and finding out uh, what my next step should be in terms of player development and stuff. Each team's a little bit different. They have different tabs on their Discord, but uh, all of them are useful. All right.